Welcome to Love Your Family again and again and again and again, the podcast where we focus on parenting with love and clarity. I'm Dr. Marcy, a family culture expert who for over 20 years has been helping parents to create happy and strong families. I am here today with Cassie, who is the mom of two amazing kids that we are going to talk all about today. But first, I want to say welcome to the show, Cassie. How are you today? I'm good. I'm excited. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. So let's go first things first and hear about your family. Who's in it? What are they like? Tell us the details. Okay. Uh, Who's in it? It will be me, my husband, and uh, our two children, Rose and Ray. So Rose is twins to Ray, right? Uh, Nine years old. They're both nine. Ray is a boy. He's shy. He's introverted. He's athletic. And he does well in school, but he requires me to put in a lot of energy from myself as a parent, as an educator, and then also to make sure that the teachers are paying attention to him, especially being that he's so quiet and reserved and you'll, you'll barely notice that he's there. Uh, his sister, Rose, right? She is life of the party. She's, she's everybody's best friend. She's always looking out for everyone. She's top of her class. And for the most part, I never have to worry about her. I never have to like check in with her teachers uh, as much as I do with her brother. Okay. And they get along with each other or they don't get along? Oh, they're best friends. They're I best friends. That. She's always like looking out for him. They used to be in the same classes up until this year. This was the first year and they're in third they just finished their third grade. This is the first year since they were four three years old that they were in in separate classes. So they oh were always put to Yeah. <laughs> and she's always looking out for him. She's always making sure like he's trying to answer the questions or if he needs something, she's advocating for him. Which is lovely and means that he's not building those skills himself. So I'm kind of excited yep. that they got separated mm-hmm. and I'm wondering how it went. I think that they had a good time. Not only did they get separated, but they also started a new school this year. So then that double anxiety, right? Like they third grade, everybody kind of know each other. And then now, not only this is your first time in a new school, but this is the first time that you're in a separate class from your, from your sibling. Right. So a lot of pressure, um, a lot like, but I, I would say that the year went well and I do know that they look forward to coming back. Awesome. So yay, let's celebrate that the year went well, because that is a huge accomplishment on many levels. Mm-hmm, it is. So, so I want to know for your family, what is your go-to glitter? What is the thing that you know you can do as a family that will make everyone happy and you'll all have a good time? Hmm. For us, something that we will always have a good time is when we go places together. So it could be something a little bit local like a hotel stay that involves a water park and some restaurants that we're trying out they love to do that or maybe a little bit more of a distant where we're doing cruising or we're going to an international country and we're like enjoying a new environment and there's pools there's music there's games there's activities there's a little bit of something for everyone they like that and we like that as well 
Love it. So it's it's sort of the like forced togetherness of the hotel room with yes. the creative adventure of who knows what's going to happen, whether yeah. it's a local ho- hotel or, you know, international travel, as you said. I love that you are taking your kids far and wide for different experiences. Yes, they, they do. They do love that a lot. Oh, so good. And how often are you able to travel with everybody? Well, what we try to do is we try to travel every 90 days. <laughs> I love this. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like in May, we travel in May, we travel in August, and we're about to leave actually tomorrow. Uh, then we travel in November and we travel in February. Amazing. So you've found a rhythm that works for your family to make sure you get that quality bonding time together. Yes, of course. Awesome. Amazing. When families have that, I know that there is so much goodness there. I'm so excited for y'all. Now, with that said, yeah, of course, let's pause. Okay, pause. Yeah, I I have to plug in my... (laughs) We're back. Okay, so with all that said and all of the goodness baked in, we would not be sitting having a conversation if there weren't some big questions rolling around in your heart and in your head. So mm-hmm. what's what's the big stuff that you've been wondering about with your family or concerned about lately? Mm. Well, from the very beginning, I always know that I had to parent my children separately, um, differently from each other. So I could already see, like, just to give you more of a background, my my children like in kindergarten, they were in separate classes, right? But being that I know that I need that type of teacher that is communicating with me regularly, if I do not get that for my son, right? Then I will have to go through the the avenues to get that support. And that twice already has resulted in my son being moved to another class. So moved to the class of his sister. So we would start separate, but then if that homeschool connection is not happening for me then and if it's not happening and then everybody could see that it's not happening then they have no choice than to move him so can i just point out that you talked about one of my favorite things which is the home to school connection oh yeah it is so important and somehow there are so many families that have this story and so many teachers that have this story that parents and teachers on are on opposite sides of the conversation or on mm-hmm. opposite sides of the table. Mm-hmm. And the truth is parents and teachers are on the same side of the conversation because they want the kids to do well. That's true. Their relationship with those kids are different, right? It's different for your, for it being your son versus your student, mm-hmm. but you both want him to succeed. And so when we can come together and have communication and shared strategies and remembering that parents know their kids better than anybody else exactly. and that educators have a certain set of tools that we can bring to the table, everything goes better and smoothly. So I love that you advocated for what you knew would help your son succeed. And it was that parent teacher conversations. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Okay. Keep going. Tell us more. <laughs> uh, okay. So that happened in kindergarten First grade was the pandemic. They were put in the same class automatically, and so that was not an issue. Then when they got to second grade, which is the following year, they got put in separate classes again. And once again, 
my son, he gets matched with that teacher that's not emailing me, not calling me, not responding to messages, and is basically very distant. And that doesn't work well with me, especially when I know my son, who I know he he might be falling behind in his studies or he might not be doing something. Like, I need those constant communication. If it's not happening, then I have to go to the principal and I have to speak to somebody because that's never okay with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now the year that just passed with them being in third grade, once again, they're in separate classes, but something different happened this time where my daughter ends up being, getting the teacher that's not exactly communicating with me as often, but that is not as bad because then my son, he gets the teacher that is communicating with me and calling me regularly and checking in with me and giving me details and giving me homework. Like he's, he, he's getting the type of teacher that I like that he, he would get, you know, versus my daughter. I mean, my daughter still did very well. They both got honor roll and principalses and stuff like that. Like they did well. Um, and this is why I kept them for the first time this year in separate classes. And so this piece of the conversation started because you said, I have to parent my kids differently, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They are they are twins, literally came into the world at the same time. You've been mm-hmm. raising them in the same home, mm-hmm. but just the natural disposition of your daughter allows her to thrive yeah. Even without that support, even without that exactly. communication, it is something for her that she just knows how to do and is able to do it. And I love that you see that. Yeah. And, you know, this school year is a reflection of it. Like you gave her that space exactly. to, to do what she needs to do. And you have known and advocated over and over again for your son that in order for him to succeed, because mm-hmm. I'm sure he has other strengths that we're not necessarily going to talk about today, mm-hmm. but that he has other strengths and it's not the academic learning and it's not the the pieces that go with school. Mm-hmm. So you make sure yeah. that you are part of that equation so that you can support him. That so. is beautiful because mm-hmm. same is not always what our kids need, mm-hmm. right? They both need to get their needs met. They need equality. They both mm-hmm. need to get what they need, but that looks different for each of them. And it's a, a great example of that. Mm-hmm. So what is it, I'm guessing we're going to chat about your son and, and some of these pieces of maybe it's his struggle in school or his attending to school or kind of what, what is the, the biggest piece of this that you think about or what's the behavioral characteristic that I can support you with today? Mm-hmm. Okay. A behavioral characteristics about him is that he, he's, and this may be age appropriate, I'm not sure, you'll let me know he's just focused on the now. Like he's not focused on the big picture. He's not focused on if I get good grades, I might go to like a good high school and a good college. And you know, like he's not focused, he's not focused on um, in anybody else but himself and what his immediate needs are, which is opposite, right? Of his sister that is always thinking about big picture. She's always thinking about like, she's like digesting some of the lessons that we're teaching her in terms of like, do what you have to do take care of what you have to do and then you could do what you want to do. Right. Mm-hmm. She's, she's, she's always thinking about family, right? She's almost like that nurture already. She's always looking out for her brother. She's looking out for her family. She's looking out for me. Like she's like, mommy, are you okay? You know? And she knows like, okay, this is what I need to do in order to not like disappoint. Um, so behaviorally, I, I feel like, okay, how can I get him to, think bigger than what his immediate needs are in that moment. Yeah. So at least he is thinking about his needs in the moment. So that's great. Mm -hmm. Right. What do I need to do right now? 
oh, I need to eat something. I'm hungry. Oh, I need to get my homework done. Right. There are pieces there that are really good, but studying for the test that is next week, right? Mm -hmm. Those pieces and him being nine, some of this is age appropriate. And some of this feels to me a little bit like impulse control stuff. Like I want to do the thing that feels good right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm not thinking about the consequences in an hour or a day or a week. Mm -hmm. Um, But some of it is also his, what he's looking at, what he's paying attention to. So it's not wrong. It just means that the inclusion of everything else gets lost in the translation. So we want to broaden it. It's not Mm -hmm. a, not that it's a yes. And situation. Mm -hmm. How do we get him to think about himself, which it sounds like your daughter maybe could use a little bit more of. Mm-hmm. She's making yeah. sure everybody else is okay, but yeah. maybe to the exception of herself. Mm-hmm. So she could probably use a little bit more of how sure. do I take care of me? What do I need first? And your son needs a little more of what does everybody else need? Yeah. So always <laughs> like they all yeah. like the opposite. And then even just to add, like as as you're speaking, it just reminded me like my daughter does have performance anxiety. So when it's time for her to like take tests, she would have a panic. She would just draw blanks. Like I just remember one time, you know, when she was younger during the pandemic, when I had to be like their teacher at home and I'm watching her study and I know she knows the material, but then now when it's time for this test, she just like draws a blank. Like she couldn't even write her name. So that she's been writing her name since she was four years old. So I, you know, that was like my first clear indication of it. And just anything like high stakes, right? She would freeze up or she would start crying. She would start panicking, having a tam- temper tantrum, be somebody totally different from her happy-go-lucky self. So, and that to me feels like that's the, how do I take care of myself piece? Mm-hmm. If you had to take a test, she would probably be like, mom, I'll get you a cup of water. I'll be quiet. Here's an extra pencil. That is she her. would provide everything for you. Yes. <laughs> but when she has to do it, mm-hmm. I mean, what it sounds like is she goes into fight or flight. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah. the, the F that she does is she freezes. She just, you know, the fact that she doesn't even know how to write her name in that moment, mm-hmm. right. Her whole system is, is paralyzed is what mm-hmm. it sounds like. Yeah. And so bringing some focus back to, what do you need? Because for some kids, this also can be connected to some perfectionism tendencies. I only want to do it if I know I can do it right. Mm -hmm. And so if it's high stakes and that's when you're seeing this, it might be that she's scared to fail. If I don't do okay, if I don't succeed, will I still be loved? Does it still matter? Where she's Mm -hmm. probably getting a lot of her value Mm -hmm. from helping everybody else, from getting straight A's, from doing good. Yeah. And so we want to bring some of her value back to just her being Mm -hmm. amazing and loved because she is Rose. Simply because Mm -hmm. she is your daughter, she Mm -hmm. is phenomenal and fabulous. That's true. Right? To take some of the pressure off of her to help in those moments. And for your son, we want to build a little bit more Mm -hmm. of that muscle of, I'm good. Let me check in with other people. Yeah. That's Let me check true, in with yeah. what's, what's happening outside of me. Exactly. Yeah. So for him, I would think that it's a little bit like once he has his need met, once he's set up with his homework, mm-hmm. then asking him like, hey, do you know if your sisters mm-hmm. got some work to do? Or like, hey, have you checked in with what's happening with the family tonight? 
And rather than telling him, because my guess is that there's a lot of support around that, mm-hmm. is to ask him the curious questions about that support before you provide it. Oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah, because in that scenario where I would, I would just be like, all right, did you, I know you want a snack. Do you know if Callie, if, do you know if Rose wants a snack as well? You know, that's when he has to check in with her. Like everybody gets a snack. How about that? You know, because if it was yeah. her, she would have, she would have reached out to him and made sure that he had that available. Yes. So with this example, mm-hmm. with Ray, I love that you're like, once he has his snack saying, you know, hey, go check in with Rose, see if she wants some. Yes. The other side of it is for Rose, when she's like, oh, let me go give your brother. Be like, wait, wait, wait. first, yeah. what do you want? Get your snack ready and then go ask your brother. It's true. It's true. Yeah. They've always been opposite and everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Which mm-hmm. makes them a really great team and beautiful mm-hmm. complements of each other. Yeah. And it means that you just have to kind of flip. What it, What is that question? Mm-hmm. And question. Of, of how do I ask that in the other way? And I love that you've created all of these systems and support for Ray because he's needed that to be successful. Mm-hmm. And when he was five and six, it was your job to advocate. And now that he's nine and mm-hmm. hitting that tween age, mm-hmm the question really to start asking yourself is how can I bring him awareness to the fact that I'm providing this support mm-hmm. and then provide it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and in the next two or three years, you're then going to bring awareness to the support and then have him do it himself. Mm-hmm. But the first step is for him to realize that you're doing it. Okay. So, so you're, you're saying ask the questions. Yes. Don't, don't say checking on your sister, <laughs> right? See if she right. wants something say have you asked her yeah what okay. what do you think your sister might you think your sister okay mm-hmm. you know do you're hungry do you think anybody else here might be hungry too what do you want to do about that exactly because if you say to him go ask your sister if he wants a snack he'll I mean, my guess is he'll say he'll okay go. mom and yeah. he'll go do it exactly but it's not training him the muscle to think about other people and that's really what we want to do okay. it's not it's it's more the um, the analogy of like, if you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. If you teach a man a fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. Exactly. And Every I'm time you're like, here's your homework folder, do your math work, mm-hmm. you're giving him a fish. Every time you're like, I wonder if there's homework. Mm-hmm. How are we going to figure that out? Yeah. He will then be able to go check his backpack with your support and get his homework ready himself. But it's that that possibility. I wonder if there's something else we should be doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's Are there it. other people who need this? When he says, I'm hungry for dinner. Hmm. Do you think anybody else is? What should we do <laughs> that, about that? Right. <laughs> Instead of you saying dinner, be ready in 10 minutes. I'm almost mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. But that possibility of it. Okay. Yeah. Are there other ways that this, I, I want to say narrow view of Ray that, mm-hmm. that where he's just in himself. Do you see that showing up in, in other ways, like in his friendships or. Oh yeah, definitely. Yes. Okay. So tell me a little bit about what that looks like. Okay. It does show up in his friendships. I just noticed, right. That he isn't thinking about sharing as much as his sister is, or he's, I don't hear him having conversations 
with his friends. Like he's not bringing any phone numbers home where, you know, I, I would try to like call up a parent, just say, oh, you know, can our kids like meet up or play a game together? Like he's not forming those relationships. I've noticed that when, when people, when students or some of his classmates will ask, say hi to him in the street or join pickups and drop-offs, he thinks he's saying hi, but I don't see the hi, right? Like he's not even, he's not even waving, you know, he's probably mumbling the hi. And I'm like, if you keep doing that, then why would they keep saying hi to you? Yeah. Yeah. So, and my guess is this is the same kind of thing of he's just kind of like, you're walking down the street, going to school and he's in his own world and someone says something and he's like, oh yeah, that, okay, sure. And keeps going back into his internal space mm-hmm. whatever he was thinking about he goes back to it so i love that he thinks he's saying hi he's, he's he thinks he's i'm like you didn't say he said i i did say it mommy i did say stop doing that and i'm like but you didn't say hi and then even as they're passing they're twins and people be like oh hey hey rose and ray you know and then she's waving she's like hey hello hi and giving hugs and he's barely like giving <laughs> eye contact right yes but because there's the two of them, she can carry that yeah. burden yeah. and other people are giving them grace right now. Exactly. Lots Whereas of lots of grace, which I love and yay mm-hmm. for your community that gives them that. Yeah. Right. Like that's awesome. And mm-hmm. I can imagine in a few years. Exactly. That's going to be a problem. That, you know, when they want their own separate space and, and maybe as friends, they will still stay really close, but they're going to have different friend groups and they're going to want to do different activities and there won't be that grace. Mm -hmm. So rather than do it correctively, right? You're walking down the street. Someone says, Mm -hmm. hi, he doesn't say hi. You're like, Hey, Ray, get Uh with it. Say Uh hello. What's going Uh on? As you are approaching school, say, okay, we're going to get out of the car. Uh I want to make sure each of you, says hi to three different people Mm. (laughs) so that it's in his mind at the start Mm. so that at the, you know, in the beginning of the the school year, at the beginning of a new week, you say, okay, I want you to think about one friend you want to get together with this weekend Mm. and talk to them about it while you're in school Mm -hmm. so that on Wednesday, you can tell me who that is. You can tell me that you talked to them and I can call their parent to set up a, set up a, a get together this weekend. Mm-hmm. Right. As long as you're still doing the get at nine, I still think parents are organizing the gatherings as opposed mm-hmm. to them on their yeah. devices. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Um, but start seeding that idea to him, telling him like, this is the goal for this morning. Before you go in the door, I want you to say hi to three friends, mm-hmm. like big like waves. That. Hello. Mm-hmm. This is what it'll look like. Show me what it looks like. Hi! With right. a big wave. You do it now. And he's going to be like, mom. And roll his eyes. Be like, mm-mm. Come on, show me. Show mm-hmm. me. And he'll go, hi. And you'll be like, all right, cool. I want you to do that three times. Mm-hmm. Because he thinks he's like, hey. And going back is getting it done. And it's not. And you know that. But mm-hmm. he doesn't know that yet. So we want it to be something that he feels good about proactively doing. Mm-hmm. Like you're building that muscle for him. You're showing him like, these are the reps you need to do. Pick a friend this week. Okay, mm-hmm. next week. What friend are you going to hang out with this weekend? Or, you know, Thursday afternoon is supposed to be beautiful and we want to go to the park. Who do you want to invite to go to the park? Mm-hmm. Talk to them about it. Okay. So that you're reminding him. I like that. Is it mm-hmm. likely that the first several times you do this, he's going to do it? Nope. 
And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Because we're learning something new. And when we learn new things, we don't always succeed. Right? Yeah. Now, the other side of this is Rose. Right? Because Rose is being effervescent enough for both of them Mm -hmm. when it comes to saying hi. Yes, she is. (laughs) And maybe that's her nature, right? Some of us are, you know, I personally am super extroverted. So I just, you know, I jump around all the time anyway. Maybe that is naturally who she is, which Mm -hmm. is awesome. Mm -hmm. And we want to give her the space that if she's having a quieter day or a quieter moment, that that's okay. And she doesn't have to overperform Mm -hmm. because her brother isn't. Mm -hmm. So I would give Rose the challenge of she has to say hi to three people not the people her brother says hi to, mm-hmm. right? She has to, when or when three people come to say hi to your family, she lets her brother say hi first. Mm. So that she also learns that she will still be loved and cared for even if she's not over the top doing all the things like this. Mm-hmm. Because that might be her place of joy and we love that, mm-hmm. but no one is in that place all the time. That's so true. we want to give her the space to to learn when she's in a great place that she's still going to be loved if she's having a quiet moment, if she's being more reserved, if, you know, her belly hurts and she doesn't feel like saying hi, she doesn't have to pretend that she does. Mm-hmm. Right. So you do that by saying, OK, your job, Rose, is to let your brother say hi first for three people. For three people. OK. Yeah. I'm so it's not everybody. Just Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, different sides of, of the coin. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And it might be for Rose also when we think of getting together with friends, it might be, I wonder which friend's going to ask you to hang out this weekend. Mm-hmm. Right? And kind of asking her to not fully initiate, but mm-hmm. to notice who is who's coming her way. Mm-hmm. What friends really want to sit with you at lunch? What friends are are asking to to spend time with you? So she realizes that there are mm-hmm. other people who want to spend time with her, not that she always has to be the one asking. Exactly. And she's a giver. So she likes yeah. to give food away and give away some of her. Like she makes bracelets and give away some, some of, you know, little gifts and toys that she's got. Yeah. Like she's giving things away, but she's slowly picking up on the idea that people aren't giving her as much as she's giving them. Yes. And that's important, right? Sometimes we Mm -hmm. give out of the generosity of our own hearts and we don't expect anything back. However, real friendship is reciprocal. Yes, Jim. Mm-hmm. And it's not, again, same is not equal, right? It's not, I made a friendship bracelet here. I want a friendship bracelet back because maybe your friend doesn't like making friendship bracelets, but maybe they make pictures mm-hmm. and I'm going to give you a friendship bracelet and you're going to give me a picture back. Mm-hmm. But for her to start looking and creating spaces where she is taking that in, where she is saying, thank you where she's watching a friend make something and she's going, that's really beautiful. I would love to hang that on my wall to Mm -hmm. open the invitation for that friend to offer. Because when you are the person who is always giving, it's easy for people to get confused Mm -hmm. and think you don't need anything. That's true. And so we want to teach her to create the openings for her and to say thank you when she is given something and receiving that and recognizing that. 
because pe- her friends may be like, oh no, she's the one who always gives us stuff. We're good. Yeah. And at nine, there's, you know, a well that she is being fed from, AKA you and your husband that are constantly supporting her. Mm-hmm. But we don't want that to be her habit in relationships. Just like we don't want your son's habit in relationship to always be head down and assume people are coming towards him. Pretty much. We don't want your daughter to only go out. We want her to be able to receive too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that balance. And it can even be within your two kids having Ray give Rose something. Mm. Right? Having that be just within your house of Rose is usually the one who's going to give and take and support and you know, mm-hmm. she's going to be in action to say to Ray, you know, your sister has made you mm-hmm. a few different things this week. What could you give her so that she knows you really appreciate that? That's true. And, and again, it's a question. So it's not write a thank you letter to your sister for making you those bracelets. It's mm-hmm. how, how will you reciprocate mm-hmm. that? So he help. can start to ponder the truth of that, the importance of that reciprocity. Make sense? That makes sense. I like okay, that. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. Are there other pieces of this or do you feel like you have a good rounded concept of, of what you're seeing? I think, I think I have a good idea of the type of support that I can give them both. Okay. That is different from what I'm doing now, especially like formulating the questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of the question. So question. here's my one question for you then, my final mm-hmm. question, which is what's the one golden nugget? That one thing from this conversation that you are going to make sure you go do and oh, put yeah. in place mm-hmm. today. Today. I will today. ask more questions. I will, instead of me saying do this, I will say, well, you know, what What do you think your sister or a friend might might want especially for my for my son and then for my daughter it would be more i mean it'll still be asking the questions Uh, that way she can think you know bigger than her giving mentality yes i love this ask questions (laughs) yeah those thoughtful questions because they are old enough to start creating their own ideas around that yes and it will help them be really resilient as they grow up because once you have a 14 15 16 year old they don't want your input anymore it's a very different thing so so Mm -hmm. you've taught them so well till now and now you'll ask them some curious questions to get them seeing the pictures differently Mm -hmm. and really enhancing the 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 elements of them that need to be enhanced and then celebrating all of the beauty that is who they each are individually. Mm-hmm. All right. Awesome. I love this. I love this. Mm-hmm. I am so excited for you to go ask questions and for your kids to expand their perspectives. And I just want to say thank you for the open and honest conversation around what it's like to have twins, how mm-hmm. different they can be and what is possible to shift and change. All right. Thank you so much. This was, this was lovely. And uh, thank you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. And thank you for listening. I know your time is precious and limited. I'm grateful that you shared it with us today. What's your one takeaway? 
just one small step can make a big difference. Make sure you know when new episodes come out by subscribing here and joining my mailing list at drmarcy.com backslash podcast. Do you want to be a guest on a future episode of Love Your Family again and again and again and again? Then go to drmarcy.com backslash podcast guest and let me know. Finally, do you need individualized help for your family? Then go to drmarcy.com backslash contact and connect with my team to learn how we can help you. Remember, blue skies are ahead and we're going to get there together.